Welcome to the Women Up Podcast. My name is Natasha Digi, and I'm your host. Our guest is Heather Gale, a body image and embodiment coach who supports women with body image insecurities and feel, to feel free at home and in their own skin. Heather, welcome. Hi, Natasha. Thank you for having me. Thank you for being here today. I'm very uh, grateful that you uh, took some time, some of your time uh, for us today. Yeah, I'm excited to get into it. <laughs> for, the, for the people who do not know you, can you please introduce yourself? Yeah, so my name is Heather Gale. I am a body image and embodiment coach, and I support women with negative body image feel free and at home in their own skin. I like that. I like that. Can you give us a big, a, a little bit of the backstory of how you, how you came up to uh, assisting uh, women in that in those insecurities? Because it's a major challenge for a lot of us. But what what had led you to being a coach and assist people, uh, women mainly women, feel confident in their skin? Well, funnily enough, I started out as a self love coach because that was the thing that I needed the most. Wow. I really felt like I lacked self-love. And then over time, I realized, no, I like, I need to work on my body image. And then that will help me cultivate self-love because that's what I really need overall. And then the women that started coming to me, they were all talking about their body image. So I was like, okay, I guess it's meant to be. <laughs> right. What What was your struggle in your body image? I, oh yeah, I had disordered eating starting from childhood, had an eating disorder, and I tried therapy and it, it kind of helped, but the thing that I think is different when it comes to therapy versus coaching is with therapy, you kind of feel like a number. You kind of feel a little bit like a statistic. Right. And with coaching, it's very more like personal, one-on-one. -on -one. Everybody's journey is different. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. And so that's why... I came into coaching because I said, oh, this approach is different. And it was coaching that really helped me change because with therapy, a lot of it is about the past, but we kind of need to blend like the future and like our current self with like oh. our past self to fully integrate and to fully heal. And how were you able to overcome your own insecurities and all the eat the your eating disorders and all that. How were you able to overcome those struggles, those challenges? Uh, I really took more of. I had to get out of my mind, right? Because I was so dissociated. I was not present in my body, and so I had to do a lot of practices that brought me present into my body, having the mind body connection. So really grounding getting myself in nature being very present of oh what's around me oh the walls are purple around me my like even paying attention my cardigan is green <laughs> like mm -hmm. all those different things and really just coming back into myself 
and creating a home within myself. That's so powerful what she just said, creating a home. And it's why it's why I said the the reason why I'm saying it's so powerful is because sometimes we not, I mean, oftentimes we trying to escape that part of us and that that would create the disconnect that that you were referring to, I guess. Yeah. I mean, we'll think about the way society is structured. Mm-hmm. It's structured for us to be outside of ourselves. Reality TV shows. Right. And just like, oh, everybody comes home from work, watches TV, and immediately goes into escape. Mm. You go to work where you're escaping into your role as you're an employee, right? Yeah. And so really coming back to ourselves is... I what I've found really the thing that helps us heal because when we're in the present moment, we're not so concerned about what we look like or how other people perceive us. We're more engulfed in the experiences and being alive. Mm-hmm. Sometimes uh, I said, recently, I was saying to a friend recently that a lot of our insecurities as women, um, is about our body image. I think from from even like starting from the childhood, we are conditioned or we're brought up to be uh, those little girlies and well put and well dressed and all that good stuff. And I feel like um, when we get to teenage years as well, that's where that um, that that confidence gets challenged. I guess. Brutally, I get. I'm. I'm. I could say, that was my case. Um. So how can we uh take conscious of those of the impact that of those years, in like coming through the adulthood, and how can we heal from that? Oh man, my favorite thing: inner child healing. Mm-hmm. I love it so much and has been so beneficial for me and my clients. And one thing I will mention, so inner child healing is a section of something called shadow work, Mm -hmm. which is essentially like working with the parts of ourselves that we shove away. Mm -hmm. We think, oh, they're not lovable. They're not worthy. And that's because of the stuff society told us, right? Absolutely. Mm -hmm. And so when we work with our inner child, we work with that part of ourself really at like our purest form before we get to all of the conditioning and like, hey, it's okay. You're going to hear this stuff, but you know what? I still love you no matter what. And working with our inner teenager too which so many people forget about. It's like, hey, you heard all this stuff about how you need to be, but you are perfect the way that you are. And there's many different ways to do it, but that's a quick little summary. (laughs) Yeah, that's for sure. I know know that's a lot of, uh, I'm aware I've I've come to that conscious uh, of that impact of our, like when we grow old and then we have to make that journey back to our childhood. And it's it's crazy to see that, 
like the damage that it that it does, you know. Um, you said, uh, you said you mentioned about um watching TV and and that pattern is has taught us to um be an escape of our home, which is our body image and stuff like that. I'm gonna ask you, and I'm finally happy to ask that question to an expert, to uh, somebody who's familiar with that, but. How do you think social media platforms contribute to body image issues among women and what can be done to promote healthier perspectives? Mm. That's a juicy one. <laughs> yeah. No, it's definitely it's a it's a huge topic right now, right? There are certain people that are like, let's just ban social media altogether. But I think what it's it's just really teaching people to be conscious consumers mm -hmm. and what that means is like looking at the people on your feed and knowing like first of all when you take a picture of somebody when you take a picture of yourself that's not how you actually look right mm -hmm. like the camera distorts us and you don't know how far away the person is standing. You don't know like what angle they're at. And so really being conscious of this is not an accurate portrayal of the way that they look. I think really diversifying your feed, not following the same types of people. Um, and actually asking yourself like, do I actually want to follow this person or am I following them because they're cool and trendy? Right. But yeah. that's, that's one thing that I've noticed. Um, if we take, if we take, for example, the Instagram platform, I mean, it's totally, it's been a, a, a photo platform for, for, for a long time. And I think that it was, um, there's a lot of uh, this comparison. Uh, it triggers a lot of ca com comparison uh, behavior. And um, why I'm saying that is that because, for example, I would go on, on I would search for fitness women just because I needed a model to, to get into momentum or to, to, you know, to motivate me and stuff like that, you know. But where do you see where do you see the trap in that? Because it's it's easy to, it's easy to go follow those pages, but where is the trap? Oh, really pay attention to the way that they talk. There have been some like of the really, I guess, famous fitness people, and when I've heard them talk, it kind of reminds me of. Like the example I use is a Beatles song where the lyrics are actually like very negative and you're like, oh, you're so sad about this person breaking up with you. But the melody is really upbeat. Right. Mm, that's a good one. <laughs> that's a good There's one. So many people that do the false positivity. And I think it's really good. There are some fitness people. Oh my God, I can't remember her name. It's Maddie something. 
Um, but she's Canadian and she will say, Hey, like I'm a fitness person, but also, Oh, look, when I sit down, my thigh spreads out like everybody else. Mm -hmm. And so being following people that are actually real and not trying to be something else. I like that. So honoring who you are and just like enhance, not necessarily enhance, but I mean, improve whatever you need to improve, but, but enhance what you have good going on too. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, for me, like everybody's different too. And that's the thing that we kind of forget. Like there is no one size fits all for me. I, my body needs to move a lot. It has ever since I was a kid. I grew up as an athlete and even I'm 30 and I still need to move a lot, Yeah. but that doesn't mean I'm like in the gym for like an hour or two. Like I walk my dog for like three miles a day. I Wow. work for like half an hour, um, like five to six times a week. And I don't do it for vanity. I do it because my body is like, this is what I need in order to be honored. Ooh. I like that. Boom. That's a good one. <laughs> I love it. Let me ask you, what are some common misconceptions or myths about body image that you'd like to debunk? Oh man. Common myths. I think probably ooh, the most common myth, I think, is it's not really it's everybody wants to blame someone else. And everybody wants to blame society. Everybody wants to blame their parents. And it's like, yeah. That's kind of what started it. That's what brought the beliefs in. But you're a sovereign being. You have power. You have choices. Mm. So, and so it's taught like, yeah. And it totally sucks that you felt that way or you feel that way, but you have a choice to think different thoughts. And it's really not as hard as people think. Like if you just get out of your head and into your heart space, like that's how easy it is. I love it. Yeah. And uh, a quick tip, because I know some people might be like, well, yeah, that sounds so easy. Okay. This is how it's super easy. I love to use breath work and breath energy. So if you're feeling a lot of like negative thoughts or just like your mind is racing in general, what I do is like I breathe into my mind and then I exhale that energy like into my heart space and I like go, okay, as it's going into my heart space, it's being transmuted with love. And so we're, and also that brings us more into our body, right? Instead of up here, now we're down here into our heart, into our body, into our love. I love, <laughs> I love a lot. I like whatever, everything that you just said, just said, and I wanted to ask you because you mentioned about creating uh, your body as a home. Mm -hmm. How first, how do you do that? And how do you come to 
give love or love your body, I guess. Okay, so the way that I have found a home in my body, and this might be a little like woo for some people, but I use the chakra system. Like I really like work with the root chakra, which is like our base. And it really holds like it's the energy that holds our abundance our purpose, our personal power. Mm -hmm. and so when you really get in that space and you really clear out like the blockages and you balance it, you feel so much more at home within yourself. Mm -hmm. And it's, it's as easy as breathing into that space, feeling your feet connected to the earth, getting outside in nature like it's yeah it's and it takes time it's not going to happen like in a day or a week but it's a continuous practice of creating a home within yourself because well that's kind of how life is right it's the journey not the destination absolutely definitely And I wanted to go back on the the aspect that I I was saying um, about confidence. There's this woman who shared with me that she was like, "Listen, Natasha, I took a minute to stare myself uh, to look at to have a look to to have a look of myself in the mirror, and I was like, I don't. It's not that I don't feel beautiful." I don't see myself as beautiful. So here's my question to you, Heather. It's how, what advice would you give to someone who's struggling with body image? And body image is not necessarily, uh, you know, the physical part like down, uh, underneath the, the head, but it's the, the whole the whole thing. So what advice would you give to someone who's, who is struggling with body image and seeking self-confidence? Mm. Yeah, I mean, with stuff like that, it you do have to do a little bit of digging. But I would say the first question to ask yourself, if you don't like what you see in the mirror, what is it that you want to see? But like, I have moments, I have moment here. It's so true, though. Like, what is it that you want to see? Because some people might go, oh, I have bags under my eyes. And I say, okay, let's dissect that. What do we know that like puffy, like under at eye bags mean? It could mean you need more sleep. It could mean you have toxins in your body that need to be released. It could be that you're staring at screens for too long. Like there could be so many things mm. and instead of using stuff like like that that we've been told it's it's a vanity thing it's okay well what is my body telling me because the actual like attributes of like oh my nose looks like this my eyes look like that I mean when you really start to listen to your body you don't really care if it 
follows beauty standards, which those standards are always changing anyway. The yeah, society if we're if we're following is just at one point I was like so overwhelmed because I I stopped watching TV many years ago because obviously that was for personal reasons, but at the same time I feel like it was the biggest detox I I offered myself and it felt so good. But at the same time, I'm on social media too, right? So I just I'm I'm more conscious on how to use how to use social media, not letting it using me. Um, it's 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 something else. <laughs> um, are there any specific age groups that are more vulnerable to body image issues, and how can we uh, provide support, or how would you support them? Honestly, I would say the most vulnerable are children. They're the most vulnerable because when we look at psychology, so the sense of self, it really starts to develop around the age of two where we're like, oh, I'm separate from my mother around the age of two. And it really becomes between the ages of like two and seven is when the concept of self really becomes developed, which going back to inner child work, so much of the traumas that like influence our patterns and our behaviors and our habits now, they occurred between the ages of like two and seven. Mm -hmm. And so it's being really conscious how you talk about yourself in front of children, how you talk about other people in front of children, right? Like so many of my clients are like, oh, I heard my dad talk about my mom's weight. And then they started thinking about their weight. Hmm. Because and they don't have any inhibitions. They just... They're just like sponges. They just grab anything unfiltered. Yeah. yeah. And the thing about children that people don't realize too. So it's not just what you say, but children learn more through observation than through words. Mm -hmm. So like, you know, when you, when you're with your, a kid and whether it's yours or someone else's and you look at yourself in the mirror, how do you react in front of them? They're looking at that. Right. Mm -hmm. It's so true. And we don't, it's just easy to uh, overlook that innocence that is just standing right there and right next to, right next to us. It's, mm -hmm. it's crazy. Mm -hmm. um, I would, I'm very curious to know, Heather, what do you think about body positivity? Because that's a concept that has been, um coming back a lot of time and I feel like it's they over they overused it or misused it in a way I guess and um how can we promote body positivity without glorifying unhealthy habits or disregarding the importance of physical health because we can with body positivity the way it's the the way it's being brought up to the uh to to us is that you could be 
overweight and just being positive about your body. We're not saying that you you're 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 not beautiful. We're saying that uh you still need to be healthy, but being positive in your own body. What's your take on that? Yeah. Um I mean, I think all of the different movements have they have their their pros and their cons. And I think absolutely with body positivity, people do ignore like having healthy habits. Mm -hmm. And the thing that I've found over and over and over again is you, if you get brutally honest with yourself and you say, is that, am I really honoring myself? Am I really like, worshiping my life and so many people are like oh worship that's so vain that's so egotistical but I always say you know what most of us are already playing the ego game right and worship is not about vanity it's am I actually taking care of myself and so if we stop saying oh you can love like, yeah, love yourself on the journey, but the way you do that is being honest and saying, am I honoring myself? Am I in my authority? Am I the author of my own story? Mm. And if you're not, then that's false positivity. And we're not here for that. Nope. We're good. <laughs> we're good. And it's, and it's just so important because... If we don't do that, it's not people outside, even our friends or our family. They're not the one who who will um, fill that void or that gap, you know. And it's and if they were even if they were trying to fill that gap, I don't feel I don't think that it would it would be the same as have that talk with your own self and be that your own cheerleader, you know. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. Yeah, I mean, the people that are around us are reflection, like everybody in our life acts as a mirror in some shape or form. Absolutely. And so instead of like, a lot of the time we take criticism so personally, and we're like, oh, this means I need to fix myself. Well, no, this is just information. They're saying this thing that's information that helps bring you back to wholeness mm -hmm. that's how I look at it like you're already perfect but it's an invitation to integrate and bring yourself back to wholeness after fragmenting yourself your entire life that's so that's so powerful what you just said um one thing that I uh for for myself as well, um, I did struggle to uh, accept for a long time my body because of stuff in the past. And you know, a couple of years ago, I was very athletic. I was I was lifting heavy in the gym. I was, uh, you know, I've never felt so powerful in the gym. Uh, in back in well, few years back prior to pandemic, the pandemic, um, and so my body obviously afterwards uh i did get some weight and it 
I felt uh, reluctant to be on social media to create content because I didn't want to be seen. And so, but how can we encourage body acceptance and self-love um, such as such as through education or media literacy programs or what can what can yeah what can we what do what are we missing right now that we can we could take and harness to help us support that um, body acceptance? Oh yeah, I love this because I I struggled with that. I used to like. When I was a kid, I burned all of my photos because I hated the way I looked. Wow. Like, I did not want to show up. And then when I decided to be a coach, I had a mentor. And he said, get on video every day. Get on camera. Even if you don't post it, get on it. In other, in other words, do the scary thing. Mm. Because the thing is, like, a lot of the times we're like, our ego tells us it's a survival mechanism, right? right. And if, if I do this thing, I'm going to die. It's, it's a little dramatic, but that's the way <laughs> they <did> it. <laughs> and so, I, I can't relate. I can't relate. Yeah. Yes. And so if you do the scary thing and then you go, hey, look, we didn't die. Then you move through the fear instead of going over it mm. and which is so powerful and also on top of that our movement really helps us like lock things into our subconscious mind to help us rewire our nervous system so after you do the scary thing maybe like cheer your, like put on a song and like dance and be like yeah i did it i did the scary thing or like you know, sometimes people just go like, yes, I did it. Woo! Mm. <laughs> and really lock that feeling in. And the more you do that, the more you're like, yeah, I can move through the scary things. And I'm still here. I'm still alive. And that helps you be more in your power, more in your self-love, because you are being your authentic self. As I I love everything that you share, Heather. I, honestly, I don't think you, I and mean, I'm not saying that for the sake of the show, honestly, but it's bringing me a lot of uh, insights and that I will imply, uh, apply it for myself because um, one thing that you mentioned is uh, to, you know, those small things that you need to celebrate. And I, I don't even celebrate myself enough or those little victories that I, that I, that I get. I, so I'm always moving. Uh, we tend to go like quickly onto the next thing, right? The next big thing. So I'm very, I'm really grateful for that, uh, for that inside girl. <laughs> Heather, I mean, um, no, it's just, I have a friend that's called girl. <laughs> um, now we're just like, we're, we're about to wrap up, but I want to ask you something that I always ask my guests is what is your legacy and what do you want, what would you want to be remembered for? Ooh, ooh. I want to be remembered for women truly honoring and loving 
themselves in the way that they were always meant to, being in their sovereignty, in their power, in their bodies. Because when we are in our bodies, that is when we are the most magnetic. That's when we're the most radiant. And so really having every woman be that, that is what I want to bring to the world. That is so powerful. I think keyword today ladies who are listening sovereignty is definitely the the key word of today's podcast and and i'm grateful for everybody that's that's going to be listening to that podcast feel free to share that that podcast to bless somebody um listen it listen to it more than often reach out to heather for for help if you need anything so thank you so much if you came to all the all the way down to that part of the show is because you've listened all the way through from the beginning and you are the, from the lady boss community. I want to thank you so much, Heather. I want to thank you for your time. Once again, you definitely provided uh, golden nuggets and I'm hoping that I can have you back in the show eventually. Yes, I would love it. Thank you. Where can we, where can people reach you? All right. Well, my DMs are always open on Instagram at I am Heather Gale. Um, and then also applications for my program, the embodiment experience, where we go through like all the the phases, my method of getting you back in your body, listening to your intuition, and really honoring yourself uh, are open. So very excited. The link for that I sent to you. So they yes. should be notes. Yes, definitely. I'll be sharing all your links in the description of this show. Thank you, guys. Ladies, this is a wrap. You've been listening to the Woman Up podcast. If you need coaching for your public speaking, you, you can reach me. Until then, Woman Up.